May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Are you a doubter? Are you a denier? Have you been both? Do you plan on being either? I ask those questions because they reveal a lot about us, about who we are, how we approach the world, and how that world receives each of us. If you found yourself drawn to the denial corner, well, you are in great company. You stand alongside the disciple Peter. See, despite his earlier denial of even knowing Christ, Jesus gives the keys to the kingdom of heaven to Peter. Our Catholic friends recognize him as the first pope. The truth is that no matter how we refer to Peter, he is never Peter the denier, never denying Peter. But if you found yourself drawn to the doubter corner, and if you heard the scripture reading this morning, then you might know where this is going. If you are a doubter, you're in company with the disciple Thomas. And see, rarely if ever do we refer to Thomas the Apostle as such. More commonly, he is doubting Thomas. Thomas, the one who didn't believe that Christ had risen. Thomas, the one who needed to touch and see the wounds of crucifixion in order to believe. Doubting Thomas is such a common refrain that you might imagine that he was always doubting Christ, but that's not true. In fact, the only account of Thomas's doubt is found in the Gospel of John. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, the author of Americana and We Should All Be Feminist, warns us of the danger of telling a single story. In a TED talk she delivered more than a decade ago, she said that the consequence of telling a single story is that it robs people of dignity. It emphasizes how we are different rather than how we are similar. As an example, where John singles Thomas out, the other gospels are quite clear in saying that many Perhaps all of the disciples doubted Christ's return. This is particularly true as the news of Christ's resurrection is first shared to them by women, Mary Magdalene and Mary Salome among them. Moreover, the focus on Thomas's brief moment of doubt clouds the rest of his life. The early church suggests that Thomas became a missionary traveling throughout modern-day Iran and even India. In fact, the modern Syrian Christians of Kerala, India, believe that Thomas traveled to their state and established seven churches there before he became a martyr. And still today, 2,000 years later, one of the most common names among that group of believers is Thomas. In another story, we learn that when Jesus prepared to travel to raise Lazarus from the dead, it was Thomas who suggested that the disciples travel with Christ precisely because he feared that Christ would die and he did not want Jesus to die 
alone. So if Thomas did these things, why have we made his doubt permanent? Why do we only tell the story of his doubt? I think it's permanent because we as human beings view doubt as a bad thing. See, we have built entire systems of technology around the human need to erase doubt and to assure ourselves of certainty. There are three phrases I will say in a moment that I imagine will trigger a device in many of your homes. You ready? Hey Siri. Okay Google. Alexa. Some of you might have just heard the helpful voice on another end respond with a polite, how can I help you? And even if you didn't hear that response, we all know that these devices stand ready, silently on standby to answer any and all of our queries. What temperature should I roast broccoli at? How long until the next train gets here? What's the weather like tomorrow? Friends, we live in a world that demands that we appear certain, that we know what's coming next, and so we demand the exact same from the environment around us. How often do you really hear someone say, I don't know, or I'm not familiar with that? Unfortunately, it isn't that common. We expect assertions, and should we be wrong in any of those assertions? No big deal. The easy out is to simply deny, deny, deny. We are cool with denial, but not so much with doubt. Why is it so hard for us to express apprehension? Why do we so consistently choose to fake it till we make it, when deep down we know that we'd get a heck of a lot further if we simply said, I don't know, or can you help me understand? Scientifically, uncertainty activates our most primal behavioral responses. As humans, we have developed an incredibly complex system through which to respond to different incoming stimuli. In many cases, when we encounter uncertainty, our brain tells us to avert the course. Emergency exit signs flash in our brain, and before we know it, we're turning towards what we think is safety. But because we know that this is what happens, what if we were instead intentional about naming uncertainty when we felt it? What if we were intentional about naming doubt when we felt it? What if we dared to be vulnerable and simply said, I need to see, I need to touch, I need something more so that I can better understand? I think of the comment a friend raised in our last Lenten Reflection conversation during Jazz Coffee House. I'm paraphrasing, but she said this, I see passion and I see death, but sometimes I struggle to see resurrection in our midst. And so I have to ask, does our faith work? I have returned to that question every day since. Because deep down, I do believe that this faith works, but each day I now find myself pausing to point out where and how I believe that to be true. 
Each day I grant myself a little space to doubt. It turns out that I needed to see someone express that doubt in order to know that I too could do so. So what if Thomas a disciple were an example for all of us? His doubt wasn't because he lacked faith, rather it was his faith that assured him of the space to doubt. And it was Jesus himself who heard what Thomas needed to see and met him where he was. Immediately after that meeting, Thomas exclaims with certainty, my Lord and my God. Friends, Thomas found certainty through the embrace of his doubt, through his vulnerability, through his asking for evidence. Going forward, might we all learn from that example? Might we all have enough faith to allow space for even a little doubt? And going forward, when we think of Thomas, might we think of all of his stories? Thomas was a doubter, yes, but he was also Thomas, the one who encouraged the disciples to travel with Christ so that he would not die alone. Thomas, the fiercely and undyingly loyal. Thomas, the patron saint of India. Thomas, the apostle, the one whose faith was made stronger because he allowed room for doubt and asked, to touch and to see. Amen.